Treasures, I wanted to read to you something I wrote. Oh, it must be about eight years ago now. When I was kind of a new mama and I was finding my way in that. And it's called The Mother I Am. I still remember the nights at 2am, crying in front of the bathroom mirror, my eyes grey and dark from exhaustion, red-rimmed from sobbing. In the morning when night broke and left, when light streamed through the windows, when yet another day started, I would search for answers. I had tomes of Bibles, all the ways that I should be parenting, all the hard, hard lessons I needed to know. There is no test greater than this. How does one ever prepare for the momentous task of becoming a mother? The answer, one cannot. You can only go there. And then you sink and swim, sink and swim. But oh, those tomes, those Bibles, I thought it would be easy. Easy if I did it this way. Baby would sleep peacefully all day in a sling and I would continue on with normal life. I could keep creating and sitting and living my magical dream job life. And she'd sleep beside us, of course, and that way I wouldn't have to get up all night. I'd barely wake up a bit, you see. And Mama and Baba would never be unhappy, you know, because we'd always be together. Seamless, unbroken, one organism. Oh dear, darling me. I look back at my ideas and I sigh and I want to hold my young pre-mama self in my arms. I want to tell her it will be different from that. But it will be okay. We will get through this. The truth of it is that my little newborn didn't like slings. It was only once she was over two months old that it worked for us. Before then she was just too little and too squishable. Nor did she like to sleep during the day. And no waysies does she then or now enjoy sitting. Consequently, I became 15 kilos lighter than I was when I got pregnant. I called it the always moving workout. And the thing about co-sleeping, for us, I still needed to wake up fully and sit up for an hour every time she wanted to feed, every two hours. She needed burping and positioning and my pump action squirtable boobies. It took until she was three or four months before her little nose didn't get squashed by the giant rock-hard boob as we fed laying down. Oh, and breastfeeding? Yay, breastfeeding, but oh, the time. Up to 15 hours a day breastfeeding my first baby. I remember the days of driving 25 minutes and stopping twice during that time to feed. And it took until she was six or seven months old that I realized this mama, this particular constellation of, seven, of cells, she needs time every day to, to herself to sit and create and muse and write and realign her energies. Otherwise she dries up and becomes a parched droughtland of soul. Oh, and how she needs to not just survive, she needs to thrive too. This is her holy sacrament and the lesson that she learned hardest of all. So here I am, turning up to you, dearest sister, and being honest, utterly honest. I want to tell you the good and the bad and everything interwoven. I want to tell you those hard-bound soul truths I learned along the way. I want to not sugarcoat anything. I want to show you the handful of earth I've scooped up, and together we will see the grit and the glint of gold. I think back often to those tomes of Bibles, 
the ones which gave me such deep, rich ideas of how it would be. There are expectations I could not live up to. A good book cannot convey all the life that will get in the way. I used to be fixated on the mother that I would become. Now I'm choosing to cherish the mother I am. More and more I became less and less interested in attachment parenting, in continuum concept, in seeking my identity and validation as a mother by medication-free birth, baby wearing, co-sleeping, breastfeeding and bamboo diapering. I read all the books while I was pregnant and before I was pregnant too. I wrapped myself in a haze of if I could only do this perfectly and differently from how I was raised then my baby will be perfect and she will never suffer and she will never ever go through any pain or discomfort and all will be right in her world. I think that's what all parents hope and want and are afraid of not giving. I thought if I securely pushed myself into one dichotomy of parenting then I would be right. That I'd score myself the A-plus in this parenting scorecard. I read it somewhere that everyone is the perfect parent before they have a baby, and it made me howl with laughter. How true it was for me. Because I judged. It's hard to admit this, but oh God, how I judged. I judged the slightest hint of wavering of humanity in a mother. I judged any attempt by a mother to make it easy for herself. And we break, as I write this, for a baby break, as she calls up to me. I commence singing songs, putting a t-shirt on my head like a turban, meandering out to her to talk to her daddy, watching as a star is now happy sitting on one of my paintings, pulling collaged bits off it. I'm happy to survive, to sacrifice my painting to the gods of babysitting. I take this to be a perfectly excellent distraction for her, run back into my bathroom to continue writing this. This is what it's like to be a mama writer sometimes. So where were we? Oh yes, the judgment. Oh my darling, how I judged. I judged until my insides were pretzeled. I clamoured for safety in my judgments. I judged because I thought it made my world safer and more easy to understand. I judged because then I could know the right answer. I judged because then I could say, if only they did this, then their baby would be okay as though my judgments would save me and would save my baby. And then mamahood came at me like a freight train. I became a mama and I tussled and I struggled with perfection, with who I was supposed to be and how parenthood was supposed to look. When baby wearing did not work for my infant daughter, I swallowed a large lump of judgment and I bought a pram. And I walk around with it, wrapped in a cloak of shame and anxiety. I judged herself, myself for every moment that she slept in there quite happily, oblivious to the fact that her mama was pushing not only the pram but a trainload of guilt too. I thought if I could just do it perfectly, everything would be right in this world. She would be happy and she wouldn't wake crying. I wouldn't suffer postnatal depression. I would glide into motherhood as easily as a swan takes to water. I would instantly find ease in my long list of attachment parenting and continuum concept requirements. I would often go through the list of Dr. Sears 7Bs, ticking them off, trying to get each one right. If parenting was a report card, I was scoring myself according to someone else's ideals, not my own. Can I tell you now that of course it didn't work? 
that it hurt to push myself and my family so forcefully into someone else's box. I thought if I sacrificed myself for my daughter every single moment, it would make her life good. It didn't make my life good, however. It made me anxious and tight and fighting for breath and sanity and any sense of myself. And that I forgot the one big lesson of my life, to trust myself. All my life I've known that I don't need to adhere to one faith, one book, one way of being. That all I needed to do was trust myself, trust my intuition and give myself what I needed. I could give myself, I could survey the buffet of options and only take in those things that sang to me, that nourished me and that made me whole. I forgot that I could apply this to parenting. My report card of parenting would look quite different now. It would say, is baby happy and thriving? Is mummy happy and thriving? Is daddy happy and thriving? If no, let's change it and try something else. If yes, then yes, let's carry on, dearest. Baby has arrived again. She plopped herself upon me, fastened herself to my boob, grown heavier and fallen asleep. I've nestled her into bed, grabbed my laptop, my folder, my large canvas bag that is my mobile office, installed my love as the baby watcher and walked to the library. The library that was flooded, thanks to Cyclone Yassi, and now smells vaguely of old men and unwashed laundry. But writing time, all oh, the glory, my fingers fly across the keyboard as Eva Cassidy plays in my headphones. This is what it is to be a creative mama. More and more, I am less convinced that one style of parenting will heal all the wrongs in the world. I'm less convinced that the other styles of parenting will result in adults who are irretrievably damaged, like the books would say. It's all just merging into a blur for me. All of that, all it truly means, parenting or religion or anything else in life for that matter, is love. Can I tell you, I know mums who bottle, bottle feed, breastfeed, co-sleep, have lovely nurseries, are slung, are prammed, have, bear, have bums in disposables or cotton, and on and on the sameness, the differences, the boring details, because it's all they truly are. And every single one of them are wonderful and perfect mums. They found their own groove. They love their children with all they can, and they love themselves too. Just as I know souls who are raised in a rainbow kaleidoscope of ways, and each of them have their own joys, gladness and lesson. Every single person on this planet can be happy, healed and dancing, however their bum was wrapped, however their heart was held, and whatever their book, parenting books their parents read or not. My child will grow. I will love her, I will give her what I can, and I will be the mummer I can but I will not give myself away in the battle. More importantly, I will not battle. I will make mistakes sometimes. I will feel resentful sometimes. And I will open myself to the possibility that love is enough, that healing the path will part the way for me, for her and for my love, that we aren't expected to have it all together every moment. I used to think that I shouldn't have children before I had it all together. And I thought I did when I fell pregnant, and then I became a mama, and everything I had together fell apart, and slowly, slowly I put it back together again. I'm still putting it back together. I don't expect my parents to heal. I don't believe I need to have a parent perfect childhood in order to be who I am. Wouldn't that be enormously disenchanting, to know that our only childhood 
that, that only our childhood would define the rest of our lives, when what lies within us is an enormous ability to change, learn, grow, shed and transform, all of our own volition. Our lives are not determined by our parents and yet I thought if I clung tightly to the one style of parenting that my daughter's life would be fine and good without its tragedy, medicine and lessons. But I don't want anyone to take those things from me. I want to live my own lessons. This is mine to live. My daughter will be who she is and that's the most exquisite thing I could ever want for her. Any push from me to be the perfect mama is all fallow work. What if I just gave in to it? What if I gave up pushing so hard, started resting more, throwing out every book, every ideal, every judgment and every ideal that I cling to? Where would that leave me? With a tremendous amount of freedom to feel the way according to my own soul. I'm not interested in judgment anymore. I'm longing to return home to that place inside me that I've always lived from. To follow your own intuition, be good to yourself and remember that joy is an option. Take from the buffet what is truly yours and discard the rest because it does not belong to you. Parenting is one hard fucker of a ride. So overwhelming and frightening that we think, if only I can find the one thing that I will make it all right, I will prescribe my life to it and not deviate from its plan. But the plan we're meant to be living is our own. The one that makes us joyful, glad, happy and easy. I'm less interested in ideals anymore. Less interested in deciding what is right in parenting. More interested in finding my own groove, my own style, my own way of dancing this dance of mine. After all, it truly is my dance. I used to have this measuring stick of when to accept other people's advice. Are they happier than me? Does that sound good and true and right to me? And now I need to apply that to parenting. I will no longer make decisions out of fear or out of tightness. I will make decisions out of freedom, out of lightness and gladness and joy. So here's my badge, dearest. The badge of how I labelled my parenting style. I just don't care anymore. I love my daughter and I love myself too. I'm replacing that badge with a new one. A new label of how I'll be. One that just says, Leonie. That's all I ever needed to be, the mother I already am. Ah, amen and a woman. It's what I learned, you know, the first time round in parenting. Second time round in parenting, you're like, <laughs> ah, fuck, whatever works. <laughs> That's the, what the blog post would say. <laughs> oh, mums, I'm sending you so much love and may you know that you are blessed and perfect just the way you are and the mother that you are too.